Welcome to Her Soul Speaks, a podcast about her faith, her family, her femininity, and everything in between. We hope this podcast encourages and inspires you on your walk with God. We're your hosts, Essence and Renee, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Take it away, Renee. Okay. So (laughs) today, okay, before we start, we're going to play a game. We haven't played a game in a while. Um, This isn't going to be like game gamey, but like just kind of pick your brain on a few things. Okay. So because of our topic, I kind of want us to take a look back in time. So we're going to be looking at a few events that have happened and you're just going to let me know what your thoughts are on them. Okay, um, okay, all right, all right. okay so, or if you even remember them. So some of these weren't necessarily our generation, Fair. but like still like enough. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So September 11th. Yes. Do you, do you, you, of course you remember that. Yeah, for sure. I remember being like, um, I think I was 11. Yeah. Cause it was, yeah, you're in grade six, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I remember my teacher, like them putting them doing like an announcement yes. over the PA and then my teacher that. was, she started crying. And really? Yeah. She was uh-huh. just like, she was like sobbing, but she's right. like tearing up and she's like, grabbing her tissues and we were like confused we didn't even understand like what was happening. yeah she was just like you don't you guys don't understand like thousands of people have ju- just died and mm-hmm. i remember like just not really understanding i know something bad happened but not knowing and then when mm-hmm. i went home i saw it on the tv yeah i remember we listened to the radio like our wow. teacher put on the radio in the class and we were just sitting there and because i was young at the time like i i knew what the states was like a new america yeah. like i had fa- a family there but in my mind i automatically thought like oh my gosh like what if my family was like in right. that building or whatever yes. it's like just because they live in the states and they happen <laughs> to live in new york they doesn't mean they none of my family actually yeah. works there or anything like that but yeah i just remember being like wow like that's crazy but it's 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 crazy because the world literally stops like yeah here we are like grade six students in canada and like yeah announcements being made like everybody just pause like it's true um and tune into what's going on okay so um what about the okay this one (laughs) moon landing what i think that was like my mom's yeah that was like definitely yeah baby boomers but just to think that that something so crazy like that happened drastic and our parents were the ones that were like oh my gosh like this just happened even for us it just seems like astronauts yeah they go to space and their satellites are all over the place it it seems so normal it is normal um even though it's still so incredible it that's a thing like i think the only reason i ever remember anything about the moon landing is because it happened the year my mom was born Mm -hmm. so that's all i really know but i i think it i i don't ever put much weight to it because right. I'm like, yeah, well, that was a long time ago and it happened, okay, moving on, you know? So yeah. you, you lose that kind of sentiment for those drastic events when you're not a part of them. Exactly. Um, Martin Luther King assassination. Yeah, wow. I feel I like mean, that's a huge I remember going thing. to Atlanta and going to the Martin Luther King Museum mm-hmm. and knowing about those things, again, same thing, like I wasn't even like around when it happened, but learning about it or hearing about it and then going to the actual museum where they take you through like a live, like it's a really nice interactive museum. Yeah. And um, it kind of brought everything to life and actually makes you like think about, wow, like this is a real person yeah. who really went through these things and people who were like, you know, rallying um, beside him also went through these things. It was a really very live event. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of lose the sentiment as time goes on, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. And so 
this is like the contrast because do you remember the death of Bin Laden when that happened and that was yes. announced? And like for us, like we knew about him and like, yes. you know, I mean, for me anyways, vaguely some of the details. Especially because of the war. Yeah. But for us, it's almost like, okay, this is the villain in this whole entire picture. And then Literally. You, you go back in time, you think of Martin Luther King, who wasn't necessarily looked at as the villain. For a lot of people, he was like the hero. Yeah. So it's crazy to think that that was something that was happening then. I can't imagine like an everyday hero, someone that is just loved and, you know, the community is so grateful for, and then they're killed. And then obviously you have the conscious of Bin Laden who is doing all kinds of foolishness. We're like, get rid of this guy. But do you know what I mean? Like I can't imagine being around for a time when someone that you looked up to was assassinated assassinated like that. And pretty much knowing that like what you're standing up for, what you're Mm -hmm. rallying against is like something that could cost you your life. And like living that every day, even as normal people in the South or in Georgia Mm -hmm. or like wherever they were, like just, you know, kind of fighting for human rights at the time. Um, Just knowing that like anything you say or do or any speech that you give, you never really know. And I think like, I think it was like it's a shocker, but if you can really put yourself in his shoes, he knew like people were after him. Yeah, like he knew he that's had true. haters, he had people who didn't like his message. Death threats were common. Yes, sure. they were common, and he, you know, continued to just keep preaching mm-hmm. what he was doing. Um, Columbine shooting. Do oh, you remember no. this? That one. Yeah. That one is deeper because when that one happened, we were in school. Mm-hmm. Like, so it just makes it. And it was like teenagers who got shot. I still think about Columbine mm-hmm. all the time. Like I like watching documentaries. Yeah. Um, and I've watched documentaries. I've heard things about like, you know, one of them, like their mom speaking out. And people still reference Columbine. Like you, you anytime there's Columbine a school without, shooting, yeah. people say Columbine. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the like, I don't I'm not gonna say go on record and say it was like the first school shooting, right. but it was one of the like larger ones and more notable ones. Yeah. Especially because it was like pre planned and stuff. Yes um crazy okay um obama election oh yeah i mean that was a long that was actually like it was actually quite a, long quite a while ago yeah but i remember feeling so it's like 2009 shocked yeah i'm gonna fact check yeah. definitely early 2000s Pretty sure it was or like, late 2000s but yeah. yeah it was just crazy especially growing up in a generation where you heard about Martin Luther King being killed for example you heard about the Malcolm X we didn't live through um any of their uh, I don't know what the word is, but like we didn't live through the times that they were here, but we just saw the fruit of it. And so to be around for something that they they kind of fought for and spoke for yeah. so much and being able to see it, I know for like my parents, that was a huge deal yeah, right? to think that like, you know, growing up, you yeah. hear of Martin Luther King dying. And now that you're older and you have kids of your own, yeah. it's like now they get to see someone um, the who's benefits, black yeah. of being, you know, being put in a presidential position. Okay. This one, I think we're gonna save this one for last. Okay. Well, Obama was elected oh eight oh nine year. Yeah, so, yeah. And then he had he had a two term situation, yeah. right? Okay. Um. Okay. Let's do two more. Hurricane Katrina. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I that that was the hurricane that um hit. Um, I think New Orleans. New right? Orleans. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know much about it. Like I. I remember it happening. I remember hearing about it. I know. Um, people were like people died in people's houses or whatever. But yeah. I think Hurricane Katrina became more of a thing for me like years after when mm-hmm. people like would let's say for example I used to watch a Steve Harvey show like okay. he would have his little question and answer things mm-hmm. or whatever and people will come on and say like I lost my job I lost my family because yeah. of Hurricane Katrina and the, I just kept hearing people say because of Hurricane Katrina but, yeah. but not 
not like the week or the month or even maybe even the year that it happened yeah more so like after, after like, the fact being like wait a lot of people were like really affected by yeah. this yeah that was one of the first times that i saw like musicians and people that yeah. i looked up to like all kind of rallying together yeah. and like making all of these like um i don't know like i don't know if it's called a give-a-thon or whatever but yeah, you know what i mean yes. like they're they're on the phone like saying call give money. yeah like all of this stuff and i just felt like whoa like i never ever considered um, that ever happening because living where we live, that we're not yeah. really near the water like that. Yeah. Um, but to think that literally, like you can just like in a blink of an eye, like unexpectedly, just lose everything you have um, to water to a natural disaster. Yeah, like, it's whew. scary because, like, yeah, like what are you gonna do? Yeah, like, you live there, right? Okay, this is the last one, and um, I think it's very interesting. <laughs> Gay marriage. Wow. Yep. I to think that we were. Yeah. Like we were alive and like and we running around and living IG. our life. I remember seeing it on IG. People just when it was legalized, back to back to back to back. Love wins. Yeah, love wins. Love wins. Love oh love my love gosh, wins. I don't even like that that phrase anymore. I don't like. I, mean, I don't even think I ever did because yeah. it just always had that. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it just it was just became a thing of like. It just became super political and super like dividing. I think I think a lot of people maybe thought that would. Um, maybe bring people together maybe yeah. i don't really felt like it did that i think no. it, it divided um a lot of people and and viewpoints and stuff mm -hmm. and it, it became a little bit contentious yeah but i remember that one it was just something where it it ugh, you want to be um happy for people who are able to triumph but only in righteous situations yeah. and so you you kind of and then you don't really want to voice your opinion or put yourself out there because then people won't understand your stance or why you think like that and they yeah. automatically think that you're a bigot or a certain way like actually just yesterday i was watching a youtube video and i don't know if you remember this um but the the baker in he was in the states somewhere and okay. he refused to bake a cake for a gay couple okay yeah i yeah, heard of that story yeah um and he took, he was taken all the way to the Supreme Court. Like, yeah. if you know anything about like court politics, whatever government, like that's a big yeah. deal to, to, for you to get your case to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. That means this is something huge right. um, that your government can't handle. It needs to be like the government of the United States, mm -hmm. like not even just your, your town or your area your state or whatever, or your whatever. And um, he, it, it was interesting and I just love the way that he spoke because I remember hearing about it and then it disappearing and then it popping up on my feed mm -hmm. and he was saying like, um, you know, before me and my wife started our cake business, we, we decided from that time that there are certain cakes that we are not going to make right we're not going to make cakes that um, bash other people like you know, people like to make those cakes like, um, you know, like, let's just say like, so happy, like I divorced you, Jack, right. you know, or something like that. We're not going to make cakes like that. Right. We're not going to make cakes with alcohol in them. Mm -hmm. We're not going to make cakes that um, glorify like divorce or um, just lewd things. Right. Like, you know, just certain things like with certain designs, we're not going to make, yeah. and we're not going to make um, cakes for same sex marriages. That's and so, it, and so for people just saw where you came into my store, we're not making cake for you because yeah. of this reason. But he was like, you're not, we're not, not the pointing only you one. out like, yeah. yeah, out of anything. Like we just, now I'm put to the test. Am I going to be true to myself about what I said I wasn't going to do? Or am I yeah. going to give in just because of this issue? Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, for those who don't know, you can go ahead and Google it. Um, you can Google the story, but um, he basically, they forced him to be, be like, you're either going to bake the cake or you're going to shut down your store. Right. Um, and he refused to bake the cake. And then his, 
case went on from like local government to the supreme government right. and he won actually in the end wow, because I didn't even follow that yeah because be- it was a whole thing of like religious rights and like freedom yeah. of speech and stuff and like you don't need to force him to like do this do anything yeah, yeah. like I- and i don't want to like put the wrong words out there so i'm not going to go further into it but um he wrote a book about it as well oh wow uh, yeah so it just became a big thing and um he uh i think someone messaged him but somehow he came into contact with someone who identifies as lgbt yeah and lgbtq or plus or whatever and <laughs> i don't know i don't know and um they were kind of like going back and forth with him and he's and he's like he's like i loved that person like the person i was talking to i we i wanted to establish a relationship from the very beginning like i care for you like let's yeah. talk about what you think about me yeah let's talk about your views on this and he's like through that I was able to actually minister to the person. And oh. yeah, and he was just talking about that, how like, you know, the person ended up changing their um, viewpoint of him, like him saying, of being him being like, just because I'm not going to do this doesn't mean I don't love you, these kinds of people. Right. It doesn't mean I'm a bigot. It doesn't mean I'm against you. Like, I love all people and I love um, LGBT people. I'm just not going to participate or add on to things that I don't agree with to what that. you're doing. But yeah, it doesn't mean that we can't sit down, have lunch and talk and, yeah. and be on that level. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I went off on a long little tangent there. We didn't even tell you what the topic was of today. <laughs> right. I you can do that. <laughs> but I think that was perfect because we are going to be talking about her generation. So the generation in which you are called to, um, you're called to thrive in, you're called to exist in and so with all of those things that we kind of looked back at it's just crazy to think that there are so many things that marked various generations so many um sins that marked different generations what are some of the sins that you feel like are marking our generation so we are (laughs) millennials Um, (laughs) (laughs) but just like i I don't know i guess a few things are kind of like highlighted that's a really good question i think um you know the bible talks about it i think it's in timothy or corinthians you know lovers of themselves Mm. you know um lovers of pleasure yeah yes lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god um vanity second mm-hmm. um, timothy yes three verse four yes. yeah read it you can read it um i have to click it now <laughs> um but they betray their friends they're reckless puffed up with pride love of god love ugh, lovers of pleasure rather than god yeah like that was um and and our 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 sins of this generation i think in general i'm going to sum it up it's very perverse yeah um I think when I when people mm-hmm. hear the word perversion or perverse, you just think of like you know the guy in the white van trying to like snatch a kid and he yeah. like watches child you know stuff stuff like you know you think like that's yeah. perverse or like a a guy trying to touch your bum under your dress like pervert right he's a pervert but like we're perverse as a generation yeah. in general and I think if you look up look up the word perversion like it just you're basically like distorting truth and purity into like something that's disgusting mm-hmm. i mean you can look it up i don't know I'm, that's my own <laughs> definition but um i think our generation is is mainly marked in perversion a lot of the things um a lot of the stuff that we do say see hear listen to watch um it's perversion and i think yeah. that in general it's like a corruption of purity yeah yeah and it's it's crazy because when i think of things that i even listen to like growing up some songs oh my gosh i'm like when i found at the meetings as an adult i'm like how was i singing this song there's a tiktok huh. there is a tiktok where this guy is like it's actually a canadian one so it okay it even funnier but he was just like he's like i used to listen to this song when i was like eight years old i'm gonna play it for you guys and it's um 
I, and I know you know this band B44. Yes. With the spiky hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, if, if, if you get down on me, I'll get down on you. I remember, you remember that, that song? song. And it's like, I will do anything that they you They were on the beach in the yes. video and there was like a little black boy randomly yes. like playing a um, frisbee. Yeah, frisbee. Yes. Wow. Yes. And we're, we're there like, but I would never down? think, you would never, never think that. Think but then that. that just, that's just how sin is, right? Like it's very like, it's appealing. It comes on in a catchy beat and the next thing you know, you're enjoying it and you're not realizing what you're saying. And like, I've seen like little videos of kids dancing to songs where I'm like, what? Look, what are they dancing to? This little girl should not be dancing yeah, to this. Yeah. That little boy should not. But then like when you look back at your own life, you're like, actually, there were a lot of songs or things <laughs> that you were exposed to as a kid that um, you don't even realize like how, like you were saying, like how perverse um, it actually was. And okay. So for me, when I think of like this generation, I do think of that. I feel like it's like the... I don't know. Like this is like the the coming out like generation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Coming like, out generation. It, like all of a sudden there are all these that. new things that people can identify as. You are non-binary. I don't know what that means. Uh, you, you have no spine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like there's just so many different like layers upon layers. Things that I I can't even imagine how things are going to continue to go. Like walking through bathrooms potentially with a different sign as opposed to the little skirt stick woman or the pants stick man like do you know what I mean like little simple things like that that you can't even you can't even say to someone oh my gosh like she's so cute so without someone probably being like that's you don't know if that's she's a she she might not identify that way yeah yeah like it, everything is just it's the coming out generation that yeah was, i think you nailed it on we can end the podcast <laughs> no but i think that was literally it and i'm not and i know when you people say coming out you're thinking about sexuality right but in general like when you look at your instagram feed everybody is coming out with some kind of new thing new hair new flex new, new body skin, new body oh my days new body new new jobs new like when you just think about like we've this is a generation of um newness like there there have been and every t- as time goes on there will be jobs created that we don't even know exist yet right like there are so you know you can't have a, a job of a social media manager without yeah. social media exactly and then, so in 30 years ago when social media didn't exist that job didn't exist yeah and so like it's just like new things like coming out with this coming out with that coming out with all of this stuff to the point where i think we overwhelm ourselves and we can't really keep up with all of the things that are being mm-hmm. flooded with flooded and you know we're flooded in with. our face yeah and i think that um overall it, it's really making for a toxic group yeah. of people it's literally it's like sin is just mutating and it's taking different forms yes. and like now we're just experiencing it in a completely like a completely different way and when the thing that I love about God and like the Bible is that that stays the same. So everything that he encourages us to do in terms of how do we combat these things, they're all the same. Like God doesn't have to make a new, a new version. He doesn't have to come up with like, you know, Bible 7.8 because now everything is different. It is, he's not changing like the iPhone with all of their stupid updates and craziness. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It, It stays the same, but I guess like my, my real like question or just like thought behind this conversation in terms of, you know, her generation is like, how, how does she survive? How, how do, how do you and I survive? How do we navigate this generation knowing that there's just 
so many other things that the people that we are going to have to come in contact to and minister to that they're going to experience that's so different from the things that we grew up in our adolescent stages or the beginning of our adulthood with because i'll admit that as of recently i've been thinking like yo if some girls were to get saved that were like me when i got saved i feel like this could be good (laughs) like you know what i mean like this this could this could be you know easy for easier for me or you know this could be a smoother transition into taking someone from their you know sinful life to you know serving god but we have we're facing a completely different different beast out here and that's no shade nor disrespect to any you know young girl that is coming you know to church coming to christ now but it's just that you are exposed to so many different things um now yeah. as opposed to you know 15 years ago you are, like, how I, how do we how how do we how do we get a hold of of this girl because she needs Jesus just as much as we did right you know what we were talking about it today in our small group um about oh i lost my train of thought it's gone it's gone it's disintegrated no wait come back get it back where are we ah, it's gone it's gone well, hopefully the question again uh like how, like how do we reach her how do we reach okay, the yeah <laughs> you're like ah it's, it's not fun. coming i was like maybe it'll, uh, it'll come back to me it'll come back to me i believe that it will um but anyway like i think overall when it comes to um ministering to people mm-hmm. oh i got it okay thank you jesus um <laughs> basically um we were talking about being in okay i'm gonna have to like go a little off topic but i'm gonna come back we're talking about temptation and if you continually um like give in yes if you continually Mm -hmm. give into your temptations um you know like okay the question was can a christian continually struggle with a sin for their whole salvation um and that maybe is a good podcast topic yeah thanks thanks, rebecca um (laughs) and so people answered the question or whatever and i came i came my answer was if you are giving in to your Mm -hmm. temptation continually then you're a sinner right you're that's you're not a christian anymore right you're giving into the temptations that face you all the time okay the bible gets says that you know the holy spirit gives us power over our, right. our temptations and um a whole lot of things about temptations like you don't need to give into your temptations yeah. and when you do then it gives birth to death okay so there's that now the way that i answered the question was that you're a sinner but you have to remember like somebody who struggles with smoking or somebody who struggles with a pornography addiction mm-hmm. when you were in the world you were powerless over your sin. Yes, it you wasn't had, a struggle. It wasn't a se. struggle. You you sat back and you you smoked your cigarette or you opened your indulged, screen and yeah. indulged in your sin. However, we have to understand that as we get saved, it's no longer us that needs to fight that sin right. anymore. We have somebody that took our place that has dominion over those things. Yes. And so if you continually think that you that it's on you to be able to will yourself to stop doing those things, yeah. stop sinning, to stop whatever, then you're going to fall short because there's nothing in your power that right. you can do. And so I think the same rule applies to this generation, no matter what the sin is, you don't have the power in and of yourself. Yes. As a young girl coming into the church these days, to not compare yourself to the girls you see on IG, to not dress in a way that shows off your body in a lustful way. Um, you know, to not want your family to be on a vlog channel with 2 million people, to yeah. not all of the things that like are just a thing, you know, right. these days, you don't have your the power in and of yourself to overcome those things, yeah. just like you didn't have the power in the 60s when cocaine and drugs were a big thing. Right. So ultimately, the the gospel stays the same. You yes. confess, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and allow him to come in and take dominion over your yeah. life. And I think that 
you know, with, with that formula, it should be a fail, a fail proof program, yes. right? It's really up to you to relinquish. And that that's, control. that's the thing, right? Like with God, it is foolproof in the sense that there doesn't need to be anything new for it to be, nothing new needs to be applied in order to get someone to make that decision, that hard decision. It's just there. That's just how conviction works. It's just how God and his Holy Spirit works. Um, but I also think about there are certain mindsets that people adopt um, despite the initial conversion that kind of, it's almost like not so much how you live, but how you think and how you view other people mm -hmm. and how they live. So for example, imagine having someone who comes to Christ with two moms mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or two dads. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can come from a household with a, a mother and a father. And if they're not saved, they're no better than right, the right. two moms or two dads. But now this is an entire framework, right. a house that you're living in mm -hmm, where, yeah. you know what I mean? There's, yes. there are different spirits and things like that, that are released when you give over to your lust. And yeah. God says that in his word, that he will give you yeah. over to your sinful yes. lusts and the heart, your heart's desire when yeah. it comes to certain sexual immorality and impurities. Right. So, you know what I think it is? I think it's this. It's, it's understanding that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to live in this world, no matter what the sin is for in this generation, no matter what's happening and, and allow ourselves to not get sucked into those things. So I yeah. think it's, it's twofold. Cause I mean, like, it's different being like, well, I come from a household with this situation yeah. versus like, well, you know, this is just my mindset. Like, yeah. you know, um, I think that it's okay. Gay marriage is okay. And I think that people want to change their genders. It's okay. Yeah. And I think that it's okay to, um, you know, live a, a nude life, you know, a nudist life where yeah. you know, people do that too. Um, I think that's okay. Yeah. Then you have to allow Christ to renew your mind. And right. I think, and your mind controls your actions. Yeah. Um, and so ultimately the number one key, the number one key I would say is to wash your mind with the word, mm -hmm. wash your mind, I'll get God's word because what you're going to have to do is replace your thoughts with God, God's thoughts. Yeah. You're going to have to replace your mindset with the way that God thinks mm -hmm. and continually renew your mind mindset and renew your mind frame. It's not going to take you out of the world. Yeah. It's just going to change the person that you are while you're in the world. Yes. Right. That's so it, it, you can't run. You can't run. If you like what you're hearing so far, be sure to follow us on the platform when you listen to your podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Her Soul Speaks Podcast. Now, back to the episode. Okay, so I have this quote here, and I want to read it to you and let me know what you think. So it says, Lord, help me put your will and purpose ahead of my own. And this is by Dr. Tony Evans. Um, oh, my favorite. Yeah, he's so good. But um, yeah, let me know. What do you think when you hear that, that quote? Because as we've been talking about just her generation and, um, you know, how... How can we thrive in it amongst all of the things that are that I feel like a lot of young women are facing? I think that I don't know that quote yeah, just kind of spoke to me a little I think, bit because I think that you know when you when you're when you get saved mm -hmm. or you come to that this that point in your walk where you're like I need something else, mm -hmm. then you have to allow the old person to be dead and yeah. walk away from that. You need to allow yourself to become a new creation. Yeah. Um, you're not coming to Christ to live a dual life. You right. know, you're coming to Christ to 
do away with that old person to adopt yeah. a new mindset it's kind of like moving to a new country mm-hmm. right like if i'm moving from here to japan like <laughs> fam i'm not trying to I'm not going to speak the same. I'm yeah. not going to watch the same shows. I'm not going to have the same internet connection. Right. Like, I'm Apparently, you need new plugs over there. Like, they got some yes, weird outlets. The, the outlets, <laughs> everything. Like, so I, I can't expect to be living a Canadian life in a Japanese society. Yeah. I need to understand that, yeah, there might be a few Canadian tendencies I take over. But for the most part, I'm immersing myself into this yeah. new culture and this new experience. And I think with Christianity, like, that's the thing. Like, it's that immersion experience. Yeah. It's that walking and talking as a Christian kind of experience. I mean it's not easy i wouldn't say like it's not to say just do it just you know just start reading your bible you're gonna be fine no but i think you come to christ for a reason you come because you realize your brokenness and you realize that Mm -hmm. there's more than yourself out there um and it will come at a cost right yeah um do you think that it's easy for people to get saved in this generation um easier or harder we've been seeing it i I don't think it's uh the word hard just makes me feel like again, like God has to do something new. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's hard for people to get saved. I think the real challenge is, is staying saved and to allow, um, new convictions to help guide your life. I think sometimes people are so keen on keeping old relationships with other people yeah, that, that it's is. almost like the sins of their friends, the people that they love or they have around them are the things that take oh them out gosh. because it's like they get offended on their behalf. Oh my like, gosh. well, I'm here You're and right. I'm serving God and da, da 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 But how could you say that? Like, I still love, you know, my cousin, even though, you know, she wants to be a heat, like right. that type of thing. I think that's where the, you know what? The, yeah. The and that's a, that's a thing in our generation is that whoa like when you're on social that's why sometimes you just need to do a little social media detox just yeah. like a week because people take on the the cares and the issues of other people yes to the utmost like, i've never seen this in my life like yeah. oh my people goodness. who are white are mad for black people people who are black are mad for gay people people yeah. who are straight are mad for transgender people people it's just it's and because we're black i mean for those who maybe listen and don't know what we <laughs> look like i don't know if there's anybody out there who's never met us or seen us before we black right but, <laughs> if you couldn't tell but i don't need you to be mad for me yeah you know i'm good you know what i mean and i think it's the same thing as that you think you're doing a virtuous thing yeah. by being so like out and loud and whatever for all of this other groups of people that maybe it makes your basic life look too basic yeah so you just have to be mad on other people's behalf i don't know what it is yeah this it's, generation it's is, a lot we're, we're calling out this for this and we're calling out this for that's like and it's on. tiring it's so draining every second like i love being black um i love having you know a community of of friends and colleagues and acquaintances and all of these different you know people in my life that are from various races, you know, Asian community, South Asian community, you know what I mean? Like Latin America, like everywhere. And I just feel like right now, this is like, I think anyways, the season of everyone trying to prove their worth and value as whatever their culture is. Wow. And it's, it's almost annoying to be honest. It's like, I understand there are things that are happening to the Asian community right now. And I'm sure it's been happening for years. It's just getting right. a different widespread type of view because this is how media works. This is how mass media works. They put out there what they ever, whatever they want people to be fighting about today. They'll throw it out <laughs> yeah. there. And it's just kind of like these people have always existed. Right. All of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, we need to stand with our brothers. We need to stand with our sin is sin. Yeah. And it's gonna run rampant in this world. And you have to acknowledge that more than anything else. And I think that it's it's mm. just so it's so frustrating because I think it's I think it's what you said was good. Like we're recognizing 
social issues more than we're recognizing sin. Yeah. And and that's where the spotlight has is being put on right now. Like, yeah. well, what about this group of people? What about this group of people? What yeah. about your heart and your yeah. salvation and your sin? And and I think that because sin is is not like sin is changing, but in the Bible, I was trying to look it up and I couldn't find it quickly enough. Um, it says like they invite they invent new ways to sin. Mm. And that's pretty much what's happening. Like no matter what generation you live in, there's gonna be new ways that people are going to invent to sin. Like right. we 30, 40, 50 years ago, you wouldn't hear about people really being transgendered. I'm sure there were a handful of people. I'm sure there was a small group of people that, you know, kind of lived that life and they probably even lived it undercover. Yeah. But we're inventing new ways to sin now. We're, we have social media where we're putting ourselves out there. We're glorifying ourselves more than we're glorifying God. That's a new way to sin because yeah. those things didn't exist before. And I think what makes it scary is that in past generations, like, people would live their life and they only really saw what was in front of them and maybe in the newspaper or on the radio and then on the TV, you know, as time progressed. But now I can see what somebody's doing every single day in a vlog in yeah. Singapore. If I wanted to, I can yeah. watch those vlogs. I can watch a whole family and know all eight of their children's names, the yes. husband's names, their nicknames, what school they go to, what day they were born on. Yeah. I can watch everything about this life. And what happens is you're watching you're basically watching this situation, this family, this whatever, this life live, being played out. And then it's an automatic mirror for you to look at yourself and compare. Yeah. I don't have this. Or yep. my life isn't like this. Or da, 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 da. And so that becomes a sin. Comparison yeah. is a sin. Yeah. You know? So there's all of these different things. And it's like, it's just becoming, I wouldn't, like, I would say it's, it is worse, but it's also just new. And it's right. just, it's just folding over, folding over. Exactly. New, 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 new. Because and, when we were young, we had magazines where exactly. we would do that. And if you... If you had the money, because let's be honest, not everybody had the money every True. couple of weeks or whatever to go and spend like five, six bucks on yeah, a magazine or two or however many magazines yeah. you want. And you'd see and you'd read about whatever the people are putting out there about themselves or whatever. Internet started to slowly come out. And do you know what I mean? Like it's all of these things that we are being exposed to that is it's really just giving us a window into so many different lives. And I think that the reason why we as a generation are suffering is because we're looking through windows instead of at a mirror. Mm. We, we're looking at other people. We're looking at other families, other homes, um, other people. And we're just, just being you know, overly saturated with all these things that are happening to those people, as opposed to looking at our own selves, being introspective, figuring out how we can, yeah. you know, be better for our own selves without the influence of what we're seeing there. Because I think that, when you think of like prisons, for example, I'm a huge lover of prison documentaries, um, you know, people who just do bad things and et cetera. <laughs> and it's just when they go into um, like isolation or to the hole yeah, or yeah. whatever, it's almost like they come out a brand new person yeah. because they spend so much time with themselves, mm -hmm. so much time just in their own mind that their perspective on things is different. But when they're in general population, there's the influence of this person and that person. What's he doing and how much money is he making while he's in here? And what's he selling and what, you know, shank mm. did he make from his mattress <laughs> bin? Whatever. It's just all of these different things. And so I think a, one thing that this generation um, could do, like a tip even just for us, um, is, is to spend time alone and with God and not so much, um, you know, divulging in media stuff. Because I think media is 
in many ways is going to take out a lot of people and already has taken out a lot of people. And you know what's become a new thing now is doing things, like I said, like social media detoxes and mm-hmm. um, turning off your phone and even having like, if you have a smartphone, you'll see that it has, you can track your digital well-being and see yeah. how, your screen time, how long yes. you've been on there. Like, why is that even a thing if it's not a problem to exactly. begin with? And so I have a um, an app that I downloaded the other day. It's, it's kind of interesting. I might delete it. But <laughs> it's, it's about like wellness and, and um you know, just kind of like morning routines and routines during your day and being grateful and you can kind of build your own routine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is like being off of your phone. Like a lot of it is mm. like go exercise, stretch. And then go back to your app and check in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know, go out of nature, do these, do these things. And I think like people are kind of starting to get on. Like when you hear someone say like, I don't have any social media, you're like, oh, yeah, what's wrong with you? Wow. Yeah, exactly. You know, like what's wrong? You know? And so it's, I think that it's almost a good thing because it's pressing people so much to a point of almost explosion. Like there's so many weird things, so much saturation, so much exposure, so much weird things happening that is really causing people to be like, you know what? I need to pull back. Yes. Like the real housewives series. Oh my days. Mm. There's real housewives of Vietnam now. Like, I don't know. New housewife of every place to the point where if you were to ever watch an episode, which I don't know if I've ever watched a full episode, it's just girls fighting and bickering and and whatever for for publicity. Yeah. And people sitting back and being like, well, I guess this is what people want me to watch. I guess this is what's on the screen. Or to judge somebody else's life. Yeah. So I'm going to watch it. it. But then people realize I can't resonate with this because it's so so far-fetched. Yeah. And I think the more far-fetched the sin goes, the more people can't realize I can't relate to that. I yeah. can't grasp. I can't reach that. That's I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. You either be try to become that person or you real total like all the you way. Realize back. like I'm I don't want nothing to do with that. Yeah. You're like, and I can't. So I almost feel like as much as this generation, and I'm a part of it, so I can't really dog it, but <laughs> as much as this generation is in a scary place, I, I think it's for the better. I think it's really causing people, it's putting a lot of pressure on people mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and causing some people to really turn around and turn away. Yeah, and and most, not most, but a lot of people do need that. They need a breaking point. You they need, need, yeah, you need that, that moment where you're, you're running like face head head on into the wall in order for you to like fall to your knees and like find a savior in the midst of all of the madness. Um, so what are some ways you think that we can just trust God for the season and for the generation that we're in um, so that moving forward, we can have some sense of just like hope and direction. You know, Paul said, I become all things to all men that I might save some. Mm. It doesn't mean, you know, go into the nearest strip club and become a strip stripper so you can bring in a church. Right. doesn't mean that. <laughs> but getting on the ground level with people, if you think that I'm a Christian now and I'm so much better than mm-hmm. whatever, like I don't do that stuff. I don't have social media. I don't right. fill in your blank. How do you expect for people to reach people? Yeah. If you feel like you're too good to talk to people at work and too yeah. You need to get down to the ground level. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying go to the extreme and like you go smoke crack right. to like save people. I'm not saying that. But reach out to people. You know, maybe that younger cousin that you have that's a little bit weird and she has a vlog channel and she just thinks she's famous. Or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. your coworker who, whatever, fill in whatever blank you want. Those people, like, strike up a conversation, build mm-hmm. a relationship with them. There's people around. We have family members, we have coworkers, we have neighbors, yeah. we have the, the lady you know at the gym the clerk the whatever there's so many people that i feel like you need to we need to build relationship and reach out to these people and let them and bridge that gap because i think like christians these days get such a bad name because we don't um support yeah the the um 
behavior or the um, lifestyle of Mm -hmm. a lot of things in this generation. So we are looked at as very like super far right conservative, like, you know, super bigoted, super close minded, very it's Whatever. just like we're all the things like we just hate everything yeah we're all the bad things like we're the sticklers and then yeah. the, to like those super liberal people who all the other stuff and so i feel like just try to naturally bridge that gap mm-hmm. so that people can be like okay not all christians are like this yeah um i really am not the kind of person that you think i am in terms of just yeah. because i disagree doesn't mean we can't have lunch and try to get on that level exactly it doesn't mean we're gonna have a very close intimate relationship like you're gonna be my best friend i don't want right. your sin to infiltrate my life but right bridge that gap i think mm-hmm. that's really important that we're kind of looking at this generation like oh my gosh what are we gonna do what are we gonna yeah. do they're so messed up and we're not going to them yeah we're not meeting them anywhere. it's true and like there's very specific things that are happening so you have all the tools you need in terms of words to say in prayer you know praying for very specific things that are happening within the generation that you're amongst you know people that are coming in and the things that they're going to be dealing with or um you know your, your maybe your own family your cousins and brothers and sisters and children you can pray you know for those things specifically and i also think because things are so social these days yeah, if you yeah. do have something that's already out there you can use that yeah um there's a lot to, of ways to reach people now that's find, the best thing. yeah exactly there's so many different things that um you can do but i definitely think that what you said is is really good to like reach out and not feel like because of you know how they live and you don't live like that that you can't meet them there because Jesus wasn't like that. I think he was the perfect example of just reaching out and building a relationship with, with the brokenhearted, with the widow, with, you know what I mean? So many different things. Do you think that you would rather be born in this generation Mm -hmm. or a different one? I always said that I wish that I was born in a different generation, (laughs) but it had nothing to do with, it had nothing to do with actually like living, like how I'm living and oh my gosh, I hate this place. It was more like just the times. Right. Like, like 80s, yeah, 70s, like, 80s. oh my goodness, if I was born, like, like, okay, like when I watch Grease, for example, like, I'm like, bro, if I was born during that era, like with the jacket, just walking yes. around with your friends, your the leather, yeah, like the big <laughs> puffed up hair with all the hairspray and just, I I thought that would be cool, but obviously that's not where God wanted me to be, so <laughs> There's a here I am. I actually wanted to read, let me just pull it up here. Um... So Philippians 2.15, this is the ESV version, says that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation Mm. among whom you shine as lights in the world. And I think Mm. that is like so pointed at us. Yeah. We have to be blameless and innocent, which means we need to be not participants of the lewdness and the weird things that are happening in this generation. When we stand before God, we need to show ourselves as innocent in Mm -hmm. those types of ways don't make yourself mature in the thing in sin don't yourself you know a master of those things right um children of god without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation so god acknowledges that we are in the midst of this generation like no matter what generation you were born in like there's craziness happening look at so i just finished um, the book of genesis a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever and God needed to physically send angels to grab Lot by the hand and pull him and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And I thought to myself, God wasted no time just smiting people. Like, you know, we're talking about God here. We're talking about the creator of the universe. We're talking about if he breathes on you, you could die. Right. He literally wanted to save Lot and his family so bad. He sent angels to physically drag them out of that place. And 
when you look at how Sodom and Gomorrah was, it's a pretty much a, a reflection of what it, things are like today. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's lewd, it's perverse. I remember um, um, when the, the angels hadn't revealed that they were angels yet, but mm -hmm. you know, they, in the Bible, it says they were like visitors or strangers yes. and they came and they told law, oh, we're just going to sleep in the open square. They dang well knew, man. They, they right? knew. They were, the one, they were testing him. They wanted to see. And Lot was like, ah, you know what? Yeah, you can see what my crib. Right. You know, yeah, he knew. He knew. They yeah. go in his house and it says in the Bible that every man in that town or village or whatever came to knock on Lot's door to have their way. If you are a Bible reader, you know what have their way yeah. means. So they can have their way with those two angels. It said all of the men, young and old. And when I, when I read that, wow. I thought to myself, we're talking 12 year olds, 13 yeah. year olds. We're talking 89 year olds. We're talking everybody in between. Yeah. Every single man in that region was perverse. Right. Every single one. And God knew that mm -hmm. and Lot knew that. And he still chose to not be blameless and innocent in that generation. He yeah. still chose to go there and God chose to physically save him yeah. from that situation. And so when it says, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among, among who you shine, God is saying, listen, I know, I know where you're at. Mm -hmm. I know what kind of generation you're living in here, yeah. but you need to shine as light in this kind of generation. Yeah. Don't like it says in the gospels, like don't be a lamp hidden under a basket. Yeah. You're meant to shine, right? You're meant to meet people. You're meant to talk to people. You're meant to be that light in the yes. midst of this twisted and crooked generation. And I think on that note, like what more do you need? Like be a light, you guys. That's just what we need to do.